Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Well, welcome back to Recalibrate. We're getting very close to Easter now. It's only a few days away. And boy, it's going to be very different than normal, isn't it? Many of us are not able to see our friends. We're not able to see family members. So it's just going to be a close family or um, others that we are living with who we're going to be able to have Easter with. But I pray that it's going to be a great time for you anyhow, and the presence of the Lord is going to be there. Hey, we're looking at um, the story of Jesus as he goes to the cross, and we are learning so much from the Gospel of Mark about ourselves, about Jesus, and about the world we live in. Today we're in Mark chapter 15. We're at the point where Jesus is brought before Pilate. The Jewish leaders had to bring Jesus to Pilate because they were not, they did not have the authority to put people to death. It was the governor who, or the Roman governor who had to try people for capital punishment. And they were desperate to deal with Jesus, so they brought him in the early hours of the morning when, I don't know, Pilate was probably sleeping, and uh, asked him to judge this case. So Jesus got a one-on-one with Pilate under a lot of pressure. The Jewish leaders wanted Jesus convicted of being a troublemaker, of being a, um, uh, a revolutionary, of being a terrorist. And they put these kind of labels on Jesus, hoping that Pilate would give a quick trial because honestly in those days you didn't go into court uh, and and being innocent unless you were proven guilty no no in those days you went into court already assumed that you were guilty and you only got out of it if you could prove your innocence and that's kind of how they, uh, they were entering into it with Pilate and because it was early in the morning there was a lot of reasons why Pilate just wanted this thing to happen quickly but in that journey, we, it's an amazing journey with, with, with Pilate, isn't it, as he goes through this. There's some words that come to my mind as you read through the story. One of the words is that Pilate had a very positive impression of Jesus. It didn't start out that way, but as he asked Jesus questions, and the other Gospels give some other interesting insights into it, how his wife uh, Pilate's wife warned him to be very careful with Jesus, that she had a dream about him, that he was he was divine. And so a lot of stuff going on. So Pilate questioned Jesus, but he could, as, the more he questioned, the more he got the impression, this, this man is no way like what the Jewish leaders are saying. This man is very sincere. This man is very, has a lot of integrity. This man is a genuinely spiritual person. This is there's no hypocrisy here. There's no anger here. There's no hatred here. There's no agenda here. This man is just is quite phenomenal. And and it says in verse five, while Jesus didn't really answer Pilate, Pilate was more and more amazed, more and more impressed with Jesus Christ. Jesus was making a huge impression on him, and he was more and more convinced that. This is not a terrorist. This is a very godly man. And then you add on his wife's warning, who should be dealt with very, very carefully. And so these doubts arose in Pilate that this was not who they said, that this was indeed a genuine and authentic man. It says uh, he tried to get out of this, didn't he? He had these doubts. And so he thought, you know what? I don't think he's guilty. So let me find a way, a clever way, to get him off the hook. You know, maybe we'll have to give him a, 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 a whipping, but you know, he won't have to put him to death. So it says that he came to the crowd and he asked the crowd, do you want me to release 
this man, Jesus, that they call the Christ, or do you want me to release this man, Barabbas, who, by the way, was a wicked, wicked man? Um, and the crowd, stirred up by the priest, said, release Barabbas. Let Jesus be the one who gets crucified. And you see there that the very fact that he took the time to do that shows us that he had major doubts that Jesus was who they said. And he really was quite, I think, in his heart. And this is the key thing I wanted to point out here. In his heart, he knew the truth. It's interesting that in John, when he has his discussion with Jesus, he asked Jesus, um, Jesus makes a comment about truth. And Pilate says, what is truth? And I think that's a really key issue here. What is truth? Pilate was having an internal battle about what truth was, and before him was Jesus Christ, and he was actually becoming more and more convinced that Jesus held truth, that he held the way to truth, that he was the pathway to truth. Um, that was what, that was what was going on inside him, but outside he was under a lot of pressure, wasn't he? It goes on to say that the religious leaders were really pressing um, Pilate to have him crucified, to have him put to death. And and Pilate discerned that this was out of envy, it says in verse 10, that the chief priests had over Jesus. So he realized that the motivations they were bringing Jesus to them weren't pure. It wasn't because they thought he was a terrorist. It wasn't because they thought he was a revolutionary. They were jealous of him. Uh, they they His teaching and his way and the path, the religious path he was encouraging the people to begin to follow, the people were beginning to follow, and the religious leaders were really upset by that. They were they were worried about what would happen to their religious system. Uh, they weren't able to, to kind of listen to it. It really made them see red. There's a lot of envy going on there. And when we get envy in our lives and jealousy in our lives, it can be really disastrous, can't it? And that's what Pilate discerned. So he has a lot of insight now, doesn't he? He he recognizes Jesus is something very unusual. He realizes he's authentic. He's beginning to clue in that he's devo- he's he's otherworldly. He's beginning to clue in that his teaching has truth in it, and that it's an alternative way that might be the right way. And he's he's discerning the religious leaders are really upset by this. Boy, he's putting it all together. But when it comes down to it, this is the key. He cannot listen to the inner voice. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, it says in verse 15, Pilate released Barabbas to them and had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Here's Pilate. He knows what is right in his heart. He's observed it. He sees it. And he says to himself, yes, it is true. This one has has a way to truth. And he's been falsely charged. But my goodness, for personal momentary gain, he cannot follow what is stirring on the inside. He goes with the status quo. He goes with the path that he's used to going with. He goes with the direction that is politically expedient. And man, he misses an amazing opportunity to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, it's profound, really. I mean, he, and I think this is the dilemma we see with a lot of people, isn't it? They see and hear about Jesus Christ. They love what they see in us, maybe our family. They appreciate it. They love it. But man, to change status quo, to back out of the system and to go a whole new direction and follow Jesus and get into truth, 
It's just not convenient. It's not easy. The status quo is way easier. Expediency is way easier. Living a life that um, uh, got enables you to continue on the path that you've already invested so much in is easier. To leave that path and come into the path of Jesus is difficult. Jesus said, listen, why is the path but it leads to destruction and narrow is the path that leads to eternal life. And you have to, at some stage, get off the wide path and get onto the narrow path. You've got to change following your own convenience, your own status quo, your own plan, and get onto the path of following Jesus, who is the truth. And that's not just true for us when we come to know Jesus Christ, but I think that's true for us in our daily lives as well. I mean, I think there's that big decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ, but then on a regular basis, we need to become a people who, who discern truth when it's around us and when Jesus is speaking truth to us and um, challenging us. And yet it's way more convenient to keep doing things the way we've been doing them. It's way more expedient to stick to our plan that we've invested so much in. But in the meantime, we miss the path of truth. We miss following Jesus in a new way and a new direction in our lives. The sad thing about Pilate is that he's one of the saddest cases in the whole of the Bible, I think. A man who knew what was right, knew the truth, but just couldn't go through with it. Just It just was too much pressure, too much was invested in it. And, um, you know, history records that he, <laughs> I don't know if it's true, it's, it's probably a bit of a, a legend, but that he, when he went to govern in another area of Europe, he would wash his hands all the time because in, in the John account, he washes his hands at the end of the trial and says, I wash my hands of the Sophia. Um, then he just kept washing his hands because he, he felt so guilty about having the convicted Christ, knowing that Christ was not guilty. I don't know if that's true, but that's kind of what people think of Pilate, like a man who was really torn between doing the right thing, the truth, following truth, and following convenience. And so he's a real testimony and a real lesson to all of us on a daily and weekly basis to be a people who discern the truth of Jesus and are not afraid to follow even when it's not convenient. Well, God bless you as you continue to study and meditate upon the goodness of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com. Let your kingdom come, let your